the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I am your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose. In studio with me is my good friend, producer, and co-host, Carl Welsh, KW, or affectionately known as Big Papa. How are you doing, me, Carl? He calls me his good friend, but he doesn't really say anything to me in public, so I don't know how much of a friend <laughs> I am. But. Today we have someone that I, I consider one of the most incredible women I've ever known in my life, Regina Jackson president and CEO, unless she's now become president of the world, which she should be, but president and CEO of the East Oakland Youth Development Center, uh, commonly known as the EOYDC. Uh, Regina has made, Regina has made, you've made it your mission to invest heavily in the future of, uh, of East Oakland, the youth, the young adults, uh, you call them our nation's greatest resource. Yes, I do. Yeah. You have taken the challenge on of molding and mentoring young people for how many years now? Ooh, 23 years. 23 years. 23 fabulous years. And, and, and EOYDC is coming up on this 40th anniversary, right? Yes. Look at you doing your research. Well, you know how much I love you. I got I to gotta know all about you, Regina. <laughs> Regina, though, before we dive into those things, uh, let's find out a little bit about you. Why don't you share a little bit of your history and how you became the president and CEO? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, after I graduated from UC, which is where Carl and I developed such a wonderful relationship. Go Bears. Um, I, <laughs> I did not know what I wanted to do next. I knew that I really did not want to go to school, more school. So I went into a graduate fellowship program in public affairs, and it's called CORO. And it is what, in, in fact, introduced me to the East Oakland Youth Development Center. One of my first internships was at the Clorox Company. And it was the visionary, the former CEO, Robert Shetterly, who actually envisioned EOYDC. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, later I had an opportunity to do a nonprofit internship and I requested to be placed here. Um, after that, I was invited to serve on the board. I think I was about 22. Um, and I served on the board for several years, got married, moved away, moved back a few years later, and they reached out again and said, Hey, um, we have some things going on. We know you're not afraid of. Uh, making some tough decisions, would you please rejoin the board? 
um, one of the decisions was actually uh, saying goodbye to our long-term uh, executive director at the time, long-term meant eight years, um, and putting a plan in place for the, you know, the future. Um, we had a uh, national search, which actually was not very successful. And after that, several people encouraged me to resign from the board and apply for the position. Um, I, I thought long and hard about it, and I did it. Uh, one, the long and hard thinking was, hmm, you know, I've worked in several nonprofits, but I've never run one. Uh, there were also some challenges that were going on uh, here with programming and things like that. But I decided, you know, maybe there's nowhere to go but up. And <laughs> nobody loves this place. I'm thinking, you know, by myself, like I do. I'm connected to it. I love everything about it. And, you know, that speaks to passion. Um, and the other board members who had expertise in the areas that I didn't were, you know, all too happy to, to share their, their expertise with me. And you got a great board of people um, that are working with you. I know specifically Terry that we also went to school with and a few other people that I've met. And you have a tremendous uh, working board that does great work and, and, and um, um, uh, support staff at uh, EOYDC. Well, absolutely. You know, we can be called presidents and CEOs, but we're nothing without our team. Right. To speak of, of my professional board, isn't it wonderful how things come back around? It's like, mm -hmm. you, know, you always got to be nice to people because you never know. You never know. <laughs> and Terry has been, you know, my rock. Um, along with many of the other board members. Uh, but it's it's kind of cool to be like, I knew that dude win. You know, we don't have to put on any airs about our, you know, employment backgrounds or any accolades. We just are who we are trying to work to help better circumstances, primarily for kids of color in low socioeconomic environments. Right. So at uh, the EOYDC, you guys, one of the, things you guys do is you instill young people with confidence and belief in themselves that they are deserving and capable of college education. You teach them, well, I, instead of me going through it, I'm gonna, you can you can say more about it, but I know that you guys do great work with more than 2,000 kids a, a year. Well, thank you very much, Carl. You know, nothing wrong with having your own cheerleading set on the radio. Rah, rah. <laughs> Sis Goomba. <laughs> Go Bears. Um, you know, uh, so we developed the social and leadership capacities of young people so that they can access higher education, uh, workforce, and leadership opportunities. Um, what that basically does is it means that we have a process. We call it a theory of change, and it focuses on character development. So literally, whether we're taking students at age 5 or at age 32 and everywhere in between, we're trying to teach them to be better citizens to value the importance of integrity, uh, to make tough decisions. You know, sometimes it's not so easy to do the right thing. And, you know, all too often our kids can get distracted, um, you know, by money, drugs, just all kinds of negative things. And we want them recognizing that, you know, we know that there will be things in competition. We want them to rise above that right. because... If they can build strong constitutions based upon foundations, solid foundations of being good people, 
and then the other kinds of challenges that they're faced with as they continue on in their journey toward, you know, personal development through college and into workforce, they won't be tempted by. Right. So speaking um, about college, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So speaking about explain your pathway to college um, and your and your college career program. OK, so um, we have four buckets of programming, wellness, arts, careers and education. And so it's under the education block that we have our most expansive and deep programming. We start with kids age five in our After School Leadership Academy. We have special programs for the middle school. But the pathway to college and career um, is probably, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud of. We start with ninth graders and we take them all the way up through, now wait for it, PhDs. Wow. We actually really? celebrated our first PhD this year. Wow. Incredible. Wow. And we had five kids to receive master's degrees. Wow. But let me back up. You know, what happens, particularly when you work primarily with public school kids, is that there are a lot of missteps. Um, what we try to do is bake into uh, a strong cohort is support systems for each other, you know, by helping them develop healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we do all the basics like, you know, helping them to write their personal statements and apply for the FAFSA and apply for scholarships. But it's more so trying to break down um, all the challenges that they're likely to face getting into and through uh, college. So through our cascading mentoring model, which is all of our kids that have already been through that path, we re-engage them with our students. So they can talk about the, you know, the horror stories from roommate hell, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or what's it like to try and manage two jobs and go to school? Right. Or what happens when your financial aid check is late? Or, you know, your professor uh, just isn't treating you the way he seems to treat everybody, everybody else. else. Yep. You know, yep. how do you navigate those kinds of things right. and not make it about, oh, so-and-so doesn't like me, you know, it, and trying to be a victim. We want them to operate from a leadership perspective. Try to be analytical. Try to be critical thinkers, which, quite frankly, is a little tough in these days because they're not being engaged that way in school. And so it's it's a hard job. Now, having said that, there is nothing like creating a culture where backpacks and books are the thing to do. You know, to me, that's the new sexy. Let me get my education (laughs) on, right? (laughs) And when you have 20 or 30 kids that are really going in the same direction, they may be going to 10 different schools, but they come here to go hard on education and making sure that they can plan out their path towards success, then that is a network, that is a support system that will rival any, you know, at home family situation, you know, the the mentorship of, you know, people twenty years older than you and all that kind of stuff. Because you want to create strong peer networks. And everybody doesn't come from the same background. Right. You know, we do have some two-parent households in the hood, you know, but a lot of them are being raised by single parents and grandparents, you know, and dealing with all kinds of additional issues. And so what you say is, you know, there's nothing that's going to happen overnight 
that's just going to make that go away. You got to deal with whatever the trauma is that is in your life and figure out how to not let it stop you from getting to your goal. Right. So you guys have a huge impact in the community. A hundred percent of the people that uh, go through your pathway, the college program uh, ends up going to Two, two or four-year colleges, 96% of them, I understand, uh, graduate, and then 50% of them come back to uh, uh, to give back to you guys. Now, when we come back, we got to go to a break, but when we come back, we want to talk more uh, with Regina Jackson, and we want to also talk about the opportunities that uh, you have been provided, uh, as well as the support uh, that you give to the community, and the community gives back to you. We'll be right back. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back to the Silicon Valley Business Connections with the Carl and Carl Show. We are here speaking to Regina Jackson, President and CEO of the East Oakland Youth Development Center, with some fantastic bumper music. Thank you, Michael. We, uh, we just got through talking, speaking about uh, East Oakland Youth Development Center. We want to continue that. But one of the things that uh, since the show is called Silicon Valley Business Connections, uh, we want to talk to you about some of the connections that you have in the community. Yeah, Regina, you shared earlier that uh, you're deeply connected to Silicon Valley, not just in Oakland or San Francisco. Can you share what some of your connections are in Silicon Valley and how that's helped you and your organization? Sure. Well, at, at the root of any nonprofit leadership network is your net worth. And so none of us can afford to really just develop relationships and contacts in the area that we're in. Um, And I've been very, very fortunate uh, over my career to meet people who are very kind um, to open up other doors for me. So uh, if we, we go way back to early 2000, um, we were able to get a Magic Johnson HP Inventor Center uh, established here at EOIDC. It was the only one um, in the Bay Area. And that is what began our connection with Hewlett-Packard. Fortunately for us, we stayed engaged, and although Magic has gone on and done other things, mm-hmm. they have refreshed that uh, computer center. Um, and now... We just have made relationships with Intel over the last year and a half, and they've just now purchased, well, excuse me, made a way for us to upgrade computers again. Excellent. Um, But in addition to that, we've been a a semifinalist for the Google Challenge, and Google has done some amazing things, sent a lot of volunteers here. Um, Cisco was involved in uh, helping us get ready for our renovation and expansion, They provide a lot of uh, equipment and grants. Um, So we've been pretty fortunate. Facebook just did a three-day, well, two three-day retreats here for the diversity and inclusion staff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was pretty amazing. Um, So the value of the connections in whatever form they come, you know, clearly we always need some money, but uh, personnel resources, um, whether people are, you know, able to serve on boards, uh, it's and and just letting you know when something else is coming down the pike, it's all gold. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And and speaking of some of the connections that you do have, 
Uh, we understand that you have a strong connection with the Bay Area sports teams, specifically the uh, Warriors and the Oakland Raiders. And just, was it last year or a year and a half uh, or so? Time flies by. Uh, the Warriors did something for you guys uh, over at the, uh, at the uh, center. The Warriors have done so much for me. I mean, if I wanted to be coy, I'd be like, well, which, which time? The time you got the car, the basketball. <laughs> Curry, <laughs> the floor that Look, you guys got in there. Is, I, we are so fortunate that the list goes on and on. So let me give you two uh, really high-level things, which is phenomenal. So when Steph Curry became MVP back in 2015, the first time he became the MVP, he received a car from Kia, and he donated that car to the East Oakland Youth Development Center. Now, the car, there was so much excitement and enthusiasm around it, we gave a parade for the car. <laughs> Seriously, we videotaped it, and we have, and the kids, every, let's see, we had 200 kids. Everybody got to slide through the back seat. To the, <laughs> Just rub the butt on the back seat. <laughs> That's nice. Absolutely. That's nice. So that they could all say, I've been in the, in the Curry Mobile, or the uh, Mobile, as I like to call it. Nice. Every time and you say that, I, I think about those hamsters being in that car. You know, the hamsters <laughs> are in the Kia car. Oh, driving oh the cars there. Yeah. And, and then yeah, they, um, yeah. they also donated the floor to you guys, or they supported that? or. No, no, it's more than that. Let me just tell you this, that when our kids go to Steph's other uh, community events, whether it's Feed the Families or what have you, he will ask the kids, have you ridden in, in the Curry Mobile? And most of them will be like, yes, I did. I did. This is where I went, you know. And Steph, it gives him ear-to-ear grin, and that makes me feel good because he was trying to help us. He knew that our vans were really, really old. And, you know, for me to be able to go to meetings or field trips, you know, whatever it is, is very important. So two years ago, we, we complete, almost two years ago, we completed almost a $12 million renovation and expansion to the current campus. We added 6,600 new square feet of building. And as you so aptly said, Carl, it's a 40-year-old legacy, so, you know, the building been a little beat down. Um, within that, we didn't have enough money to redo our gymnasium. Right. $12 million, and we didn't have enough money to deal with our gym. So the Warriors came to me and said, we want to do it for you. Wow. And so wow. it was way more than just the floor. Wow. You're talking about backboards, lighting, Floor, you know, gyms are are big, and I don't know if you've been to some public school gyms. Our gym will rival any gym. Wow! I mean, amazing. And let me say this: they, our gym was the fifty fifth one that they have redone. So this is what the Warriors do. Right. Um, But they allowed us to keep our own color scheme, and rather than being the home of the Warriors. We could be the home of the Hoyas, which stands for helping our youth achieve success. There you go. Because we let them know that 14 kids from our organization had gone into the NBA. Right. So we had our own basketball legacy, you know, strongly with the Warriors, but not just with the Warriors. And that meant the world to me. Including Mr. Gary Payton, right? Oh, leading with Mr. Gary Payton. Leading with Gary Payton, right. Famer Gary Payton. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hall of Famer. Right. Oh, yeah. No, we have to drop all of those nuggets. Brian (laughs) has been an amazing supporter. He would even open up his house 
year after year after year to host our fundraisers. Right. He would come down here and do camps, visit with the kids. He is a big champion. And, Jason and, Kidd, Leon Poe, Damian Lillard. Right. I mean, we can go on. And you were a big friend. You were a good friend with the Beast Mode, I understand, him being a Cal graduate as well. <laughs> um, I know you were a good friend of Beast Mode, but let me ask you about uh, uh, the fact that there may be some sort of economic challenge to, to East Oakland uh, if the Raiders and the Warriors both um, leave out of Oakland. How, how would that affect you? How would that affect your kids? How would that affect the economy in deep Oakland? So, um, yes, we love us from Marshawn, and Marshawn loves himself from the OIDC. Um, it tracks back to his mother being in our first job training program. Right. And the fact that he's got this extraordinary uh, commitment to community. We even followed him to Haiti to build schools and homes. But to your point, the economic development challenges that beset Deep East Oakland already will really give fodder to the term black hole. Mm. There will be nothingness. Wow. And... You know, we're working with the Oakland A's since we know, you know, the Warriors are good as gone, and we hope they will continue their commitment. They've said they would. The Raiders, uh, they've got a couple years, but, you know, depending upon these NFL boycotts and everything else. So literally, I and a few organizations are meeting about what kind of economic development plan that we don't see in place. Because in the absence of one, perhaps we can create one right. or at least, you know, meet with our local officials and say, OK, we know you've been doing something. We know what else can we do right. or what challenges have you had? How can we help? Right. Because three years is going to go by so quickly. And what we know is that jobs, jobs, jobs are the, are the biggest issue. Right. The jobs that our kids have. And to be frank, a lot of the senior citizens have related to the sports. As soon as those teens leave, they won't have those jobs. Right. And truth be told, they won't be able to afford to commute to San Francisco to try and retain those jobs. Well, speaking so of some of the real challenges. Yeah, speaking of some of the uh, other challenges, real quick, we have about two minutes left, and I want to get this in, which I'm very proud of for you. Uh, um, you just got appointed by the mayor recently. To something, and I'd love for you to talk about that. We got we got about two minutes left, so see what you can do in two minutes. Okay, I'll, I'll try and be quick. <laughs> so I am very honored that Mayor Libby Schaff um, appointed me to the Police Citizen Review Board. Um, last year, a uh, ballot measure was approved to make what will be the Police Commission um, a more powerful entity able to hire and fire the police chief, take depositions, you know, really manage policy. Um, you know, we're not just in this crazy Trump era, um, but as a person, a community leader for 23 years, you know, it's not that my life is any less challenged, but I kind of feel like in these days and times, we need to stretch ourselves even more. And so... I see my appointment as an opportunity to expand protection for children and for all vulnerable folks, because I'm really serious about wanting to expand training, cultural sensitivity. I want to I want to really disrupt the current culture. Um, I want there to be 
as a basic foundation, more compassionate engagement with mentally ill, elderly, homeless. Um, I think that there is so much great work that's going on in San Francisco and Dallas and other places that I have yet to visit uh, that there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, My biggest Regina. issue is that nobody... But go ahead, but go ahead Regina. Yes? I, I want to get something in before we, before we go off, though, about the golf tournament. And, uh, okay, so my biggest issue is that kids don't want to be police officers. We have got to change the identity formation of the police so that kids want to do that in their lives. Well, please, so that's my spiel. Well, now, well please share, yeah, yeah, about the golf tournament and, and, and how people can get in touch with you and the East okay. Oakland Youth Development Center. September 18th, Lexus Champions for Charity Golf Tournament in Hayward at Stonebrae, a PGA course wow. is happening. That's a Monday, September 18th. You can go online at eoidc.org. You can call us at 510-569-8088. You can come down to 8200 International Boulevard in Oakland. Come to us any way you want to. We can include you in what is sure to be a sold-out opportunity to raise money for our programs here at the East Oakland Youth Development Center. Wow, we're out of time. We've had Regina Jackson on our show. If you'd like to hear this again, you can go to blackchamber.com and look under radio. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.